What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 29 of 100X Secrets, where I document my journey uncovering the secrets to explosive business growth and market domination. My name is Braden Johnson, and my mission is to find out how to make a billion dollar company and help one other, 100 other people do that too by my 65th birthday. So uh, it's 2021 already. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Um, I remember I remember it being like, uh, I think like 2010 and I was reading, uh, I was reading an article in, uh, what was it called? I think like, I was like scientific weekly or something like some science magazine that my brother subscribed to. I've loved reading from that. And, um, uh, it's, it's pretty late. It, well, it's like, yeah, it's like two forty right now. And I'm at my parents' house right now. And so, um, I have to kind of keep it down because I'm, uh, in the kitchen while everybody's sleeping. So, um, but I wanted to, uh, to, to, you know, make a post here and, uh, and just kind of, kind of update you guys on, on what I've been, uh, up to recently. So, so it is, I'm trying to say less ums as well and like allow, uh, some, some filler time to happen when I'm like thinking of words. I'm, I am currently reading a book by Russell or, uh, Richard Branson called the Virgin way. He's, uh, the owner of, of all the Virgin companies, you know, Virgin United, the air, the airline company and, uh, Virgin records, a record company. And, and he's a, a billionaire. And so I'm reading one of his books that, uh, that my, one of my entrepreneurship professors recommended to me. And one thing he says is that when you're speaking, there are so many filler words that you can use. And he says to just be okay with there being silence sometimes. So uh, over the next few years, I intend to try and eliminate those words from my vocabulary so I can just be comfortable cutting to the chase and not feeling like I have to stick in words whenever there's silence. So it's a work in progress. I hope you can be patient with me, but <laughs> so, so yeah, so I've just been kind of like looking back on on 2020 a little bit, and it's it's honestly been a really really great year for me. I have done a lot, and I'm really I'm really proud with with how far I've come this year, and I, I'm really looking forward to setting some new goals for 2021, and making some, some groundbreaking progress there as well. So I just I wanted to recap a little bit. So in 2020, I changed my career path from music education to business to entrepreneurship, which is pretty big. I uh, started a marketing business over the summer and 
that's pretty cool to be able to say. I'm really proud of that. I, uh, I started a podcast that has 29 episodes so far and hopefully 300 new episodes this coming year. I read nine business books, business and marketing books. I ran my first uh, seven sub seven minute mile. It was six minutes and 38 seconds, I think. I got an A in both prerequisite classes for my entrepreneurship class, my entrepreneurship program at BYU. And so it's been, it's been a really cool year. I am, and, and all of that despite COVID. So I, I say that not to brag, but I, I just, I love, I love the ability that we have as people who think and choose for ourselves to, to make progress and to make great things happen despite challenge. I think that all of us are going to see and experience challenge in our lives. And I think that, that we don't have to shrink and turn away from opportunity just because it's hard. There's a quote I'm thinking of by Brendan Burchard. He's a, a life coach, a business coach. And he says that when let's see, what does he say? He's like, when opportunity knocks, oh, what does he say? Anyway, his point is that when you open the door of opportunity, what's standing on the other side? Well, it's work. And I might've butchered that quote, <laughs> but he's saying that that work is essential in every, you know, in everything that we do. And so we can, we have a choice to accept that and be okay with working our tails off for what we love and what we want to accomplish. Or we can just turn away from that and be sad and complain and throw our hands up in the air and, and ask why things are so difficult. You know, we can, we can, we can choose that or we can choose to live the, the charged life. Like Brendan Burchard says, I'm like, and just embrace the power we have in our lives to, to, to study and to bust through the, the challenges we face so that we can, so we can get the results we want. And I, that just, uh, I'm, I, I feel so motivated and so energized when I think about that. So it's been a really great year. And so I, there are, there's a, a book that I've read uh, over the past couple of days. And I want to share three things that I learned from it, but I wanted to kind of get into that by explaining how I chose the book. And, and so I'll just tell a little story here. So, so I, so for 2021, 
I set the goal that I want to read 50 books about business and marketing and copywriting. And I, and I want to, uh, and so that's one of my goals. And so I posted that on the Facebook page of ClickFunnels, which is uh, made up of a bunch of entrepreneurs and, and, uh, and, you know, growth minded people. And so I, so I posted that. And then within like a day or two, I had like, like 40 posts responding to my question. And my question was, I just said, Hey, you know, here's my goal. I'm going to try and read 50 business books over this coming year. What are your top couple of business books that, that you would recommend? So, you know, people, tons of people are like throwing down all these uh, suggestions. One guy said, he said, read Dan Kennedy's The Ultimate Sales Letter and then forget all the other copywriting books and just write a sales letter every single day this year and then come back to me January 1st, 2022 and I'll hire you on the spot to be a sales uh, consultant. <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, that sounds pretty good to me. And so I I thought about it for a day or two because I, I it's kind of a you know obviously a big commitment you know it takes an hour or two to to write a first draft of a sales letter. That's a big commitment to you know to do every single day for a year. So after after about two days, I decided that even if I had no interest in working with this guy, I wanted to, I wanted to, to do that because it would give me crucial experience practicing my craft of writing sales copy for the sales funnels that I make for people in my business. And so I, so I decided to do it. I, I text, I posted back on my, uh, uh, on my Facebook feed. And I just said, I just said, you're on. <laughs> I said, you know, I sent him a picture with me, a screenshot of me downloading the audiobook on, uh, on audible. And so that was the start of that. And so I listened to the book in about two days. It was a short read. It was like four hours long. Uh, and, and so here, and so I, I learned a couple of things, you know, pretty simple things. And I wanted to share them with you. So the, First thing is that he encourages, Dan Kennedy encourages people. Uh, first of all, Dan Kennedy is a copywriter. That's one of the main things that he does or that he did. I think he's passed away now, but that he, that he did. And he said he made, what did he say? I think he said that he charged, he's, he's charged one or $2 million for a sales copy plus, uh, plus commission on the, on the results of it afterwards, something like that. Anyway, he's a very, very highly paid copywriter or was, and he was one of the mentors of Russell Brunson and was influential in informing his, his understanding and theory on direct marketing, direct response marketing and, and even uh, I believe he gave a, he wrote the foreword for Russell Brunson's uh, book dot com secrets, which was pretty cool. Anyway, so, uh, sorry, I was I was just stroking my beard. 
I, uh, I haven't, I've only, I've only grown a beard one time and that was last Christmas while I was here for Christmas break. Uh, you can't have a beard at B at Brigham Young University while you're, while you're on campus, uh, it's just part of the, the, uh, dress, the dress code. And so, uh, plus I don't really like having it or I haven't really liked having a beard, but, uh, so I, so I started one and my brother, Devin was here and he was like really encouraging me to, you know, to grow a beard as well. And so I, you know, I busted through the, the itchy phase and, uh, and, you know, it took me a week or a week and a half, something like that. So I just trimmed it down and, uh, I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I love the feeling of a nice, a nice trim beard. Anyway, that's enough of that, but it's kind of fun. It's just a, a new thing for me. So the, uh, the second point, the second out of three points that I, that I learned from Dan Kennedy's book, he said, he said, when you're writing a, when you're writing your sales letter, he just said, just write the whole thing out. Don't care about how long it is, but, you know, try and include all the, the, the different techniques and theory devices that he, he, uh, taught about in being, writing a persuasive piece of, uh, sales letter but just like, just write it all out. Like don't care about spelling or punctuation or, or length or anything. Just, just put it out. And that's been really helpful to me. Uh, not only in, in the first two sales letters that I've written so far, but I, I started kind of trying to use that tactic when I was writing. Um, what's, what am I thinking of when I was writing essays for school, that was always a hard thing for me in, in, uh, school was writing essays, and so I learned that if I if I just just busted it out, just just wrote and wrote, that I had something to work with, and I could just kind of edit it from from there. And so that's what I've been uh, doing with these last two sales letters that I've written, and it's uh, it's been really nice because I have I've completed a two different drafts of sales letters in two days. And I've only spent an hour and a half or two hours on, on both of them. So it's been really cool. Uh, so, so that's the second one, the third one. So first, uh, oh, I think I skipped the first one. <laughs> I skipped the first one. Um, so learn every, so the first point was learn everything that you can about the customer. So you can understand how they make decisions, what motivates them, how, and what they're thinking when they see your when they'll see your sale letter and and that's so important because you're you are speaking to someone you're having a conversation with them and and so if you don't understand them then they're going to have all these questions and they're going to have these objections that you're not going to respond to and it's going to reduce the response rate people are not going to respond as well to your to your sales letters and that's a problem because you don't get paid and so he said he said do everything you can to learn about your customer, read the, read the, the sales letters they're getting, you know, go to the conferences they attend, watch the TV shows, read the magazines that they read so that you can understand the frame of mind they're in when that, and that they'll, they will be in when, when they get your sales letter. So then, okay. So that's the first one. The second one is just write, just write out your first draft. Don't matter. Don't, worry about the length or the spelling or the punctuation or anything 
just write it out and then go back and edit later. So second, the third thing is that perfecting a sales letter is a long process, but, but it can be replicated over and over. And all it takes is following the process and plugging in different elements and parts together in a way that fits and makes sense to the reader. And so he explained that from the heading to the introduction and the stories you tell and the uh, techniques you use to help apply pressure to close the sale, uh, all of those things have patterns that you can follow and you can plug in phrases and uh, templates basically to help you get started and have all the essential pieces to writing a well worded and persuasive sales letter. And he said, if, you know, when you find what works, then compile those things into what he calls swipe files or just, just files of, of different phrases and, and, you know, headlines and different things so that you can pull those ideas together and sort of piece them together into the sales letter that you have. And so that's the, the third thing is, is that even though it's a long process to creating a really great sales letter, it's, it's a, it is a process that can be replicated. And all it takes is understanding the parts that you have and being able to put those different parts together and you can just recycle parts that you've already used that are successful. So uh, those are the, the three things. Learn everything you can about your customer. Just write the first draft and don't worry about the length and go back and edit later. And then writing a perfect sales letter is a process that can be replicated. So there you have it. Three of my biggest takeaways from Dan Kennedy's The Ultimate Sales Letter. Great book. Until next time, keep learning, keep practicing writing your sales letters and prepare yourself so you can make a 100x difference in the world.